Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So many of us feel stuck and unsure of how to make positive changes in life. Journaling is a proven way of keeping yourself on track and creating lasting change. The How I Quit Alcohol Playbook will take you through 365 days of gratitude, daily affirmation and loads of techniques to help you stay on track and head towards a clearer future. Head to the show notes or iquitalcohol.com.au to grab yourself a copy today. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol Soul Talks. Today, back in the Zoom room, live from Seminyak in Bali. (laughs) I'm so jealous. This is the beautiful Sam Brown. It's good to have you back, Sam. How are you doing over there? Oh, I'm doing so well. It's nice to be back. I'm uh, back off island life now and back in uh, Seminyak, as you said. And yeah, it's just beautiful to be out in the world, being in Bali and just having a nice warm temperature at the moment. Very much enjoying that. Oh, I bet it's just amazing. Have you been eating yeah. heaps of beautiful, amazing Balinese food? Yes, we've got an amazing rug up the road that costs like $2.50 for dinner and it's just, yeah, it's so good, so simple. And just the people here too, you know, it's just such a beautiful feeling. They're so welcoming and kind and, yeah, it's, it's all all the yummies. Oh, it is so that and I miss I miss it so much. I miss living there, although I love being back home too, but I loved our probably nearly four years living there in Bali, that simplicity and the people and something about Bali just made me feel really alive and I think it's just there's so much going on too you have to be quite alert so you're really in the now you're dodging dogs on the road and the different smells and just everything that's going on and I don't know kind of if you're riding a scooter along you can't be off in dreamland you really have to be quite present present yeah absolutely yeah I was the same I lived in Vietnam for three years and 
I love that about it too. Like I love the chaos. I love life, like the buzz of life happening all around you and you're just in it and you never know what each day or each moment's going to bring. So it's kind of like this little magical wonderland of chaos and joy and pleasure. And yeah, it's really beautiful. There's something in Bali about seeing the beauty in things. Some people get it and some people don't. So I'd have some friends would come and stay with us and we'd go over to Lombongan or, you know, one of the islands and a couple of people, like a couple of my friends with all that focus on is the rubbish or all they focus on is the dogs. And it's like, look around, like there's so much beauty here. And it's interesting to see people's different takes on it, which I get because it's different, right? It, it's yeah. But there is that fear that comes in for people and it's interesting to see how different people view the world differently and how that affects your experience. So some friends would come over or family and just be like blown away, loved it. Amazing. This is so beautiful. And others were like, fuck, I can't wait to get out of here. It's filthy. It's putrid. Mm. Get me isn't, out. That, isn't it interesting? It's, it's such an interesting topic that like same situation, but different individual experience. And that's really, where is that coming from? You know, again, it's just our thoughts in our mind and our expectations. And we all mm. have different level of expectations, which then affects our level of joy and pleasure in life, which is, um, you know, it's really interesting to watch. Like Vietnam was so chaotic It was, and, and it was really dirty and the traffic was so chaotic. But I remember just feeling that, like I, I felt the beauty every day and same like you, people were like, oh, my God, how can you live there? But it was just like this is life, you know, it's not perfect. Once you dropped your expectations of wanting it to be a certain way or be clean or whatever, you sort of get beyond that and you feel into, you know, what's really there in front of you. And then in that moment, then the, the pleasure, the joy, the love, everything just arises. It's, um, yeah, it was a good life lesson living in a country like that. Me too. I thought that same thing too. And I remember listening to, I got heavy into Wayne Dyer when we're over there and listening to him talk once about seeing the beauty and things. And he's like, even in like a pile of rubbish, see if you can see the beauty in it. And I'd walk around, we lived in Babakan at the back of Changu and walking around and literally like there's dog shit, there's getting rubbish, there's dead pigs in the, in the, in, in the rice fields and all the waterways that run through them. And, and but then being like, wow, but look around, it is so beautiful. And seeing beyond what's there right in front of our eyes, actually seeing beyond that. But it's, it is interesting how that can really affect the time that you have, which oh. is sort of what I want to talk about today in a, in a roundabout way, kind of. I guess it's all about avoiding pain and some of the things that we do, the suffering that we create for ourselves by trying to avoid discomfort. So the topic for today, Sam Brown, is the price of avoiding pain and the way in which that when we try and avoid pain in our life, how that ultimately creates more suffering. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think let's just feel into the fact that everyone has pain in their life. It is, you know, it's part of the human experience. And when we don't know what to do with the pain, that's when we try and avoid it. So the flip side of pain is obviously pleasure. So a lot of us become, you know, trying to chase this pleasure all the time. And when the pleasure falls away, then we're back in the pain. And it's like this cycle of, you know, it's very unstable. And, you know, what is pain? You know, that's the thing too, is like pain is coming from a signal from the nervous system, kind of telling us that something's wrong. We need to pay attention to something. But we're really not taught that, you know, at school or growing up, it's just like, oh, there's pain. I don't want to feel it. I want to go back to the, the pleasure. So I absolutely went through a, you know, a huge portion of my life feeling this pain, but not understanding it. And the not understanding the bit was the bit that was creating more and more suffering. And I was cycling in this world of suffering and not knowing how to get out of it. And 
the pain for me was, you know, it was so intense. You know, it arises up in the body and you just don't know what to do with it. So naturally you're trying to remove yourself from it. You're trying to suppress it. So, you know, a lot of people, this is why we're, we're drinking, we're taking drugs, we're shopping, we're, we're doing all these things to try and avoid that feeling. But what I learned in the process is that, you know, this pain is a, a process of life. It's, it's part of human evolution. And the pain is actually there to show us something, you know, it's to, it's to say, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. There's actually something here that we need to look at. And, you know, the pain obviously leads to the fear and then the fear leads to the anxiety. So then we get to the state of like, oh, I'm an anxious person. Well, it's like you're, you're not actually an anxious person. The anxiety is just the symptom of the unprocessed pain or fear or suffering, which is laying within us. And so if you get to the root of that, you know, what is causing the pain? So you can't sort of skim over the surface here and just think, oh, well, I want to avoid a pain and I want to bring in the pleasure. It's like to really remove or not you know you're not going to essentially remove pain from your life but what is the root of my pain like where is it actually coming from so that's really the deeper question you know mm. asking yourself that where why what is this discomfort in me and where is it actually coming from so that takes us back into you know internal reflection internal contemplation um, because otherwise that thing is always just going to keep bubbling up um, that pain that's stored in the system. So pain is really just an unprocessed emotion, thought, experience that has become trapped in our nervous system. And I really love um, Gabo Mate's expression on this when he talks about trauma. And he says, trauma is not what happened to you. It's the body's reaction or response to what happened to you. And then we're then carrying that through into the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. But that original source of pain is not there with us. We're just carrying through that unprocessed feeling in the system so I I really love that it's just like your life becomes this view through this lens of this pain that we're sort of attached to in a a really strange way but you know I for me it was really about tapping into what am I avoiding within myself you know what am I not seeing and you know I had to get to the point of it being totally destructive and blowing up all over the place and very messy um, for me to to get to the point of going, okay, I really need to fix this. I really need to look at this because it's not going away. It's just getting worse. And I think, as I've said before, it's just like sometimes we have to get to this complete breakdown to break through. Mm, you know? Absolutely. And it's like childbirth. You've got to go through the pain to get this beautiful baby at the end. You know, you have to exactly. go through winter to have your beautiful crops and your beautiful flowers at the end of it. You have to go through Through the shitty times. And I think real growth happens when we stop trying to avoid pain. That's actually when we really start to grow and it has to happen in small increments. So it's not like you can just like Anita Morjani, go and live fearlessly tomorrow because we've had a near, unless we've had a near death experience or something quite heavy like that. I guess it's, it's tiny, small steps. And because our personalities, wouldn't you agree, Sam, they're built on avoiding pain. So like, for you know, for me, a big part of my personality, I would say would be people pleasing or has been people pleasing in the past. And that's something I'm always working on and have to become mindful of and be aware of if I'm going, if I'm tending to do that, because I'm trying to avoid rejection probably, or avoid a feeling of not being lovable or loved. And so then you go into the people pleasing mode to have that, which caused a lot of my alcohol issues as well, was there was a lot of people pleasing in that, wanting to keep everyone else happy and living up to an expectation. And 
so in a way it's like it's a doorway into more pain (laughs) does this make sense so it's like if I go out and I'm people pleasing like crazy it comes at um, a cost to myself my my health my mental health my own family they miss out you know they get less of me and my own soul gets a whole lot less because I'm trying to be everything for everyone and a bit of people pleasing is great but when it's coming at a cost so what I'm getting at is that okay so the first thing is trying to avoid pain so going into people pleasing but that is creating another doorway into more pain which you know so it's like a different pain I guess and cycling it back to realizing that's what you're saying is seeing where it comes from seeing where it actually stems from and being interested and curious not telling yourself off not saying you know you shouldn't be a people pleaser but okay that's interesting where does that come from I can trace it back into childhood stuff and I know I can notice now when it's showing up and ah am I doing that thing again Yes, yeah. probably. Okay, can I, I pull it back a little bit? And it's not to say that I'm, I'm never there for anybody. I still am very there for people present and I do things for people, but I'll do it on my own terms. And so that's something, that's just something that I'm working on personally. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a specific way in which you would have, have avoided pain in the past? I think for me, dr- drinking and drugs was definitely a way that I was avoiding. I was always actually had the nickname, have another one because I was the one that was just going to keep going all night long. And that I see was me avoiding, you know. So it's in this is this avoidance of being avoidance of what is, avoidance of the feeling. And the more we try and people please or do these things, as you said, we get further and further away from it because we're less in our authenticity. We're less aligned with ourselves, And that just the further we get away from ourselves, the more painful that actually becomes. Because the soul is always wanting to unite and become back to one. But if we're constantly out here and, you know, people pleasing or our attention, our energy is always outside of ourselves, we're always becoming further away from ourselves. And that on a soul level, on a spirit level is painful, not even just in physical pain, but in the deeper spiritual pain as well. So there's there's layers to this. Boom. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. it. It really is that. So it's like ah, we we become, you know, we become engaged in this behavior that's painful. But our soul is yearning to come back. It's it's yearning for authenticity. It's yearning for alignment. It's it's yearning for us to to be okay with ourselves. But you know, the mind plays these tricks on ourselves. It's like we're not good enough, and it's like I need to be this and I need to do that. When that's actually not true, you know. All we really need to do is be still and be present. And then from that moment, everything we need to do just arises from within us. And so when we can take that pressure off, it becomes easier. But, you know, we get trapped in this cycle of the mind of, you know, thoughts and getting attached to our thoughts and our expectations. And again, this is the other thing that creates a lot of our suffering is our expectations. You know, we put on ourselves and we put on each other, our family members, those around us. When people don't meet our expectations, all of a sudden we're disappointed and we're creating more pain. It's like, well, you don't love me if you didn't do this. But it's all just like, blah, blah, blah. It's all just noise in the mind. It's all just self-created stuff. So, you know, all you, you will be realizing in all these conversations that we're having, it all comes back to the same thing. It's like detachment, acceptance and self-awareness, like just pull it all back, you know, like we can go out there and try and fix the problems of the world. But unless we fix the problems that are, you know, the, the crux or the, the core of where this is coming from, we're always going to find the next problem outside of ourselves. 
So, you know, I, I crashed and burned. Literally, there was there was no turning back. It was like you either got to do the work or you're just going to keep suffering. And I was like, all right, I give in. I'm, <laughs> I'm tapping out of that. I'm going to go within because what I was searching for without was just cr- creating more chaos and more pain in my life. And I realized that what I was searching for is not found outside of me. It's actually found within me. And that's why I went on this journey, you know, 25, 26 years ago within. I started looking within like what the hell is going on in here? Like what have I created? And and taking responsibility with that for a certain level too, you know. As I said the other week, we've all had trauma, but accepting that that trauma is not with us each and every day. Maybe the, the, the emotions or the feelings are still within, but if we can start to see them and like, oh, here it is again, can I let go? Can I let go? And that's where the healing starts to happen. We've got to break that cycle of spinning through this, you know, this world of pain and suffering that we create for ourselves. You've got to see that you're in it first and foremost to be able to step back from it and out of it. Yeah, absolutely. The avoidance of pain absolutely runs our life. And it's really good to have a look at it. And this conversation is a great opportunity for people listening to actually go, okay, where am I avoiding pain in my life? Noticing if that's running my life. And how would I show up if I get rid of that belief? You know, so many of us have also the belief that we're not enough, that we're not good enough, and that feels painful. It's a very mm. painful thing. Loneliness that's, that's, is painful. That's you know? actually the the crux of every human issue is the feeling of not being enough, of not being lovable, of not being acceptable, yeah. of not yeah. being good enough. That That is the root cause of everyone's suffering. You know, well, it, it comes makes... up all the time when I'm coaching people, when we get to the core belief, it's so yeah. often I've said it's... this a million times in the podcast. And this is what's the yeah. same when I'm working with people too. It's exactly what I see with everyone. It may express in different ways and show up in fear or range or anger or alcoholism or whatever it may be. But at the crux, at the root of that is always this feeling of not being good enough. And it's, you know, that create again on a spiritual level, on a soul level, that creates so much pain for our soul because it's like, how can you not be enough? You're here. You're in this moment. You have this life. You have this gift. Mm. So it, it's on a deeper level. It is, it's very painful to be apart from our true self. You know, we can become trapped in the, the ego identity of who we think we should be. But, you know, if we really tap in and just quiet in, it's like, am I being my most authentic self? You know, it's always coming back to that. Like what's in alignment for me? What's my truth? And, you know, a lot of people have a hard time, you know, accepting what's right for them because you want to people please and you want to fit in like, you know, that feeling of you want to fit into the crowd and you want to, you want to be invited and you you don't want to be the boring person or, or whatever it may be. So it's, you know, being okay with, being with yourself and I think that this is one of the hugest problems is that people cannot be with themselves like we can't be in the silence of our own heart with feeling like we need something else but the something else we need is not something outside of ourselves. it's actually within ourselves. so that internal craving isn't for an external thing it expresses in that way but what you're actually craving for is your own inner love, your own inner acceptance. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mind game. You know, you think, oh, I'm craving this drink or I'm craving whatever, but what is it in that that you're craving? You're craving a feeling. What is that feeling? Oh, it makes me feel good. Why do I want to feel good? Because I'm not feeling enough. You know, you see, it all comes back to exactly the same thing. Not feeling good enough. It just plays out in very different ways in each individual person. So it's a very different journey. That's like I was saying at the start, you can be in the most amazing or chaotic situation. One person says, oh, wow, this is beautiful. One person says, this is crazy. I hate it. You know, it's like it's a very individual journey. So 
in that, you know, that in itself is enough to bring us back to ourself. And if we allow each each person to have their own individual journey, and that's where acceptance is too, just let others be on their path, on their journey. Let us be on our path and our journey. We don't need to intertwine ourselves in everyone's life and fix all the problems. It's just like people have to go through what they go through. We all have to go through things because, you know, as we've talked about before, this pain and this suffering, there's the lessons that are in that. And then from that on the other side is, you know, the magic but you have to go through it I was actually going to say this before is that it's not avoidance of pain it is actually accepting so when you feel that something in your body arising whether it's tightness in the chest or the feeling in the stomach or the throat or the the you know the desire to drink it's actually like feeling into that it's like okay what's the feeling in my body right now you know like it's accepting that there's pain there accepting that there's fear there it's again like not pushing it away and not trying to run from it. It's like, oh, wow, yes, there is pain in my body. There is pain in my mind. There's mental pain. And it's being with that first. You know, I think you know, acceptance really is that first key, like coming back, like what, what's actually going on here? Instead of running from it, it's like, oh, there's a sensation because the pain is a sensation in the nervous system that's trying to get our attention. And if we avoid those messages of the body signaling to us, hey, there's something to look at, like just quieten down. But instead, we run in the other direction because it, it feels uncomfortable. But, you know, life is not always pleasure and it's not always joy. And it's a range of emotions and feelings. It's it's embracing all that is and being okay with that. There's so many. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many little things that you can do. It's like the cold shower in the morning, right? It's those little things getting through that pain. We just we just bought one of those stationary bikes, but it's got the big screen on it. And so it's and it's amazing. Like it's like you're working out with a trainer riding through Italy. Like and it's so amazing. And yesterday I did this ride, it was all uphill, going to some castle in in Italy, in Tuscany. It's very beautiful. <laughs> but as I'm going up and up and I'm about halfway through this workout and my fucking oh my my heart's pounding, I'm sweating on my arms, I'm starting to feel sick, and I'm like oh my God, this is too hard. And I just thought, I'll just stop because no one will know, which is so my pattern. I've had it in your breath class. <laughs> like, and I just thought, if I press stop, if I don't do this and go through this pain, that I'm just going to waste all this money I've just spent on this bike because I'll never fucking get on the thing again. And I'm going to avoid the fucker. <laughs> get through it, Danny. get fucking through it. And so I actually had to say out loud to myself, you can do it. Fucking stay on this bike. And actually talking out loud to myself. Anyway, how do you think I felt at the end when I was done? I mean, my legs were spent, but I was so impressed with myself and told Ash, told the girls that I wanted to get off and I didn't. Yes. <laughs> and so it's the same as when I get through a, to a breath hold with you, like when I'm doing those fucking horrible breaths that I don't want to do. And then <laughs> I just like, just stay there, Danny, stay there, stay there, go with your cheerleader. And then you get this beautiful blissed out space where we get to those beautiful breath holds, which are just like, oh, my God. You get the reward at the end. And that's why I tapped into the uh, the ice baths and the, the, the swimming through winters because I had to train myself to be with the uncomfortable. And to be, yeah. it's okay. And now I'm actually obsessed with the cold water. A, I love it. There was an ice bath over in Nusselambong and it was, it was proper cold. But I've trained my nervous system to be okay with a bit of discomfort, you know, which normally I would jump in and be like, oh, I hate this, get me out of here. You know, this is horrible. 
But then it trains us. It's not just, you know, it's the ice bath. It's the training. But then it trains us in life. How do we be with the uncomfortable situations? How do we be with the discomfort within ourselves, without Mm -hmm. feeling like we need to push it away or or stuff it back down? So all these things, like ice baths for me, just absolutely nail it because it's so intensely uncomfortable. But it's like Mm. if I can be with this and be okay and my nervous system can actually be okay because you're training. You're training your nervous system. You're training with your breath to... I can mm. be with this. I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to run. And this is where, I, you know, for me, it's like I am so much stronger and more powerful than I've ever led myself to believe. So then when stuff comes up now, I'm like, I've got this. You know, I don't need a drink to solve the problem or I don't need to, to run away. It's like, okay, be with it. Be with all of it. Like what is here, the intensity. And, and in that moment, I'm like, stay with my heart open. Keep opening my heart. Keep opening my heart. And what I'm saying to myself in that moment is like, the fear's coming up and it's always like, I'm going to stay in love. I'm going to stay in love. I'm going to stay in love because fear, you know, fear comes up pretty fiercely in us. And it's like in life, we're either, you know, we're either in an expression of fear or love. That's always such my guiding force. It's like in any time that there's um, questions in my mind or, uh, you know, discomfort happening, I'm like, am I in a place of fear or am I in a place of love, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like making these gentle adjustments, but you've got to have that self-awareness first. You've got to be be okay to be with yourself, you know? And we're not taught this. We're not taught it's to take time out and just be silent. You know, there's so much distraction in the world. It's It's what's causing so much neurosis in so many people's minds because it's so busy out there and it's making mm-hmm. us crazy. It is making us crazy. And that there's so many ways, like I was saying earlier, oh God, there's just a myriad, there's probably 15 ways you probably avoid pain this morning. It is making us crazy because then we also get all these preferences and we're sort of like, oh, don't like that out. Don't like that. And that's why we bang on about the cold baths and the cold showers and all those, you know, push. It's like yoga, isn't it? You know, as well, you know, being in an uncomfortable pose, but keeping the mind still. This is the great practice in life. This is where this is where it all happens. To be in the flow of life and to ride the waves with this grace and this ease and to be in this flow, you know, like in any time you've got judgment coming up, is that judgment really you? Like it's like where did that judgment come from again? It's come from somewhere deeper, our experience, our pain, whatever it is. Um, but once you see when you let go of your judgment and your individual preferences of what you want in life, like you create all this suffering yourself. Like it's it's a funny thing to embrace and maybe believe at the start, but you really do. It's the voice in the mind that creates all this suffering and infuses this pain and carries this pain through us. So once you turn the gaze back within and just go, hey, what's going on in here? Like is this really me what is the deeper feeling in here and um yeah that's where you start to get the shift happening it's but you know coming back to yourself coming back within you know letting go of all external distractions for just five minutes a day that's all it takes small steps yeah and what you said just something you said just before I just went bing you know that we do create so much suffering and we're the ones that create it no one else is creating it for us no one else is creating our suffering even though sometimes we'd like to think that someone else is so that we can blame blame. them (laughs) it's much it's much easier to blame the outside world than it is to accept that you know we make mistakes and it's okay but that's why I always feel like it's not it's not mistakes it's learning and if you don't learn you're going to continue to the same things are going to keep showing up and they're going to keep coming back to you until you go oh right okay I get it now. 
you know, it's, you, you know, you, we've all had friends that keep cycling through the same bad relationship or same bad stuff keeps happening. It's like, whoa, what is the lesson they're not getting? It's not bad luck. It's not, it, it's not unfortunate. It's just that that is their journey and that is where their lessons lie. And it's very mm-hmm. hard to watch sometimes, you know, if someone continually making the same mistake. But, you know, this this whole life situation that we find ourselves is isn't just some random thing and we're just here on planet earth like it's there's a deeper meaning to it and your purpose is to discover that so if you're not you know if we're feeling uncomfortable in ourselves, or, or we're you know feeling in this pain and and this state of fear it's that is the stuff to look at that's where we've got to go hang on a sec if my natural state is love then what is this other thing you mm. know mm. um yeah two of the biggest things that causes people to relapse are loneliness and boredom now, loneliness and boredom, I think probably linked the boredom. I don't get bored anymore. I used to get bored a lot. Now I don't have time to be bored. I just, I'm never bored. I'd love to be bored. Please, you know, get me. I'd love that. But so loneliness, I think, is a big pain point for a lot of people. And so what would you say to someone who's really lonely? Like if they're lonely, if they don't have friends, they don't have family, they're drinking to escape the loneliness, which is creating more pain. What would you say to someone in in really true, like in real real life terms, you know, if someone's lonely and that's the cause of pain for them, how do you sit with that? You're never really truly alone. You know, when we have acceptance of ourself as this loving being and, and we have this, you know, full connection with ourselves, you never feel alone. We're never alone. And in that space and that silence, and even when someone's passed, you know, I have some some beautiful connections. And when I'm in that space with me, I feel everyone around me and I don't feel the need for to, to be out there physically with people. But I think it's like it is that peace again of not feeling enough. So you feel like you've got to find something outside of yourself to make yourself feel whole again. And again, it's that thing of like, but I need I, I need the out there world. But it's like, just come back, just meet yourself and, and if anyone is feeling it's alone, it's just that we ha- they haven't connected with themselves on that deepest level. That really is all it is because when you're connected in your heart and you know yourself at the deepest level, you are never alone. And that is the most beautiful feeling because the fear disappears. You, you're always okay. But I, I do see, you know, I have friends that are in that same state and they're, they're still talking about being lonely and I was like, well, spend some time with yourself deeply, you know, stop distracting yourself from yourself and just be with yourself and make friends with yourself. That's what it's all calling for. You know, you think it's you need a friend outside of yourself when it's actually your soul saying, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Can we be friends? So it's a, it's a deeper calling. It's it's not you're actually alone. Um, it's, you know, you're just missing that deeper connection with yourself. That That really is what it is. Wow, that's so beautifully said, Sam, as usual. You're so right. And that going back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, self-love, I guess when we learn to love ourselves more, that's when we can have that time of being just with ourselves and just being able to be in our own presence. Mm. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that's really hard and especially if there's still a lot of pain. Um, my biggest healing moment with that was like doing some of the inner child work, like coming back mm. into, because that's the wounded part of us is the small child, you know? Mm. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of like healing, it's coming back and making friends with that part of like, whoa, okay. Yeah, we did go through that. And, and that was the bit, you know, that's sort of like, 
okay we're, we're okay this is all good but you mm. know honoring that you feel that way but it's it's just a calling to come back within you know yeah 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 could you do weeks on end on your own absolutely <laughs> you know I I love it you know I've done a couple of Vipassana 10-day silent retreats extremely hard at the time but um the most rewarding that's where I that is honestly where I've learned the most about myself is in the silence of my own heart so Vipassana for people that are listening that don't know is a a silent meditation retreat where you go and you basically don't speak no and you meditate for 12 hours a day it's hardcore it took me a few goes to get there and to actually sit it out but um you know, if there's anything we ever want to learn in life, it's it's all within us. This is the thing I've learned. You can read all the books and and do all the stuff out there, but you know, you get this inner whisper and this inner voice and this, you know, it's it's all within us. It's it's such a such a mind trip, this life experience. We think we need to gain the things from outside of ourselves when it's actually no, it's what you're looking for is all in your own heart and just being okay to be with to be with that and you know at the start I'm going to say it, it it is uncomfortable the mind gets noisier and it's like what am I doing this for this is a waste of time you know I can't sit still this isn't for me like how many times I hear that in a meditation class it's like this isn't for me what do you mean being with you isn't for you <laughs> like, <laughs> when you hear that it's like okay it really is for you you really need to be still <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know the, the mind is tricky and we can get caught up in the beliefs and believing the stories in the mind and that it becomes a trap so you know detachment acceptance self-awareness all these things we keep coming back to is is the practice of life you you have to have some tools some techniques some practices at play to keep you aligned I still every day I'm up at five o'clock to my breath work you know because I need even after years of practice I need to stay aligned I need to be in what is in alignment what's feeding me on the deepest level you know what makes me feel good so for someone else it may be a walk on the beach it might be a surf it might be whatever but you've got to do those things that feed your soul that make you feel alive and in that you start to you know this feeling comes up of feeling good and it's like well I'm going to do more of that and then you start to see oh I'm going to maybe read a book and do some meditation and and then it just naturally once you start honoring yourself what's right for you things start to align up and then those things start to feel more normal and natural but Mm. just start with the things that feel good for you like take a bath you know oh that feels good okay well what's something else that I can add into this you know carving out time especially as women this is something I discovered you know working with a lot of women we have this guilt you know of having to do things for people all the time and if we're not we're being a bad mum. or you know I've been in Bali for three weeks now and it's like oh okay I probably need to get back or am I being a bad mum? but we're not you know not honoring yourself is if you're going to call it anything you know is is the bad bit you know you you become depleted and you become confused and lost and disconnected from yourself if you don't give yourself that that love you know so never feel guilty about that too you know if you're not honoring yourself who are you truly honoring and what's your life about your life you know we share life with another but our life is about our journey our lessons our learning and from that beauty we share that with another it's not I'm going to get here and I'm going to fix you and I'm going to fix that and you need to do this and whoa it's like no allow yourself to be you and allow others to have their journey and whoa, it's so much such a more peaceful way to flow through life well it's it's also what's the painful thing that's coming up for you where you feel like you have to be 
all the things for everybody and then putting yourself to the side. So what is that pain point? It's going back to that question I asked earlier is where are you avoiding pain in your life? Where are you? And there's, it's, there's so many ways in which pain shows up in our lives that we, we try and avoid. So it's, okay, when I'm doing something that's not serving me, even giving myself time or honoring myself, what's that all about? What's the pain point in there for me? And that's, I mean, that can be hard to get to too. Those yeah. Well, as I said, you know, I gave, gave you the biggest secret to life is that it's all just related to our own lack of self-love. So what you're doing that in that, if you're always, you know, people pleasing, you're trying to get the attention of others because you're not getting that internal intention. So you're looking for it outside of yourself. But what happens with that is it's just a fleeting moment. You might get that little hit of pleasure out there and then it's gone. Then you get it again and it's gone. It doesn't last if you're looking for it outside of yourself. When you turn the view in and start coming back within, that's where you get the sustaining feeling, you know, that joy and happiness and love that just naturally arises. And then from that place, you don't need all those things outside of yourself because you are self-sustained, you are self-fulfilled. But that's what it, it, it ultimately is always coming back to that same thing. It's like, I'm not enough. You know, I have the most beautiful friend that has been on the path for a long time and and she's such the mother hen, you know, just fluffing around the kids so much. And I'm like, it's beautiful, but you're not giving them the experience that they need to have in their life. You need to step back. And I see that within her. It's just like, well, you're doing it because you're getting the love from them outside that's that you think you're lacking within yourself. And that's trying to fill you up. And then when something goes wrong out there, it's just like, oh, no, I'm not enough. But it's, it, it is a really, um, you know, it's a really deep process to come back to what is it in me that I feel like is missing that I'm trying to gain from outside the world, you know, outside myself. Sometimes too, for people that are fluffing all over their kids and trying to be everything all the time for their kids, often maybe their pain point is that they weren't given that in their childhood, that they were. Yeah. Yeah. We overcompensate. Yes. I see that all the time with people overcompensating for their kids because they want to make sure that their kids don't go through what they went through. So there's also a pain point there. So I guess finding that balance where you're still, you know, it's not creating problems for yourself, for your actual own growth, because if you're spending all your time overcompensating and doing everything for your kids, for one, what are the kids seeing? <laughs> they're seeing someone that's doing every, you know, that's the, that's a pattern that they're going to see. Yeah. And, and then they're also going to see a parent that's, you know, exhausted probably at the end of the day because they're they're not giving to themselves. Yeah. And if it's not coming from a place of deep authenticity, it doesn't land like that with the kids. The kids just see the frazzledness or the unbalanced mum or the, you know, the 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 kids read the energy a lot more than they hear our words. You know, they they feel the feeling within us. So although we may think that we're doing everything, and if we're doing it from a place of resentment or exhaustion, there's a different vibration to that. There's a bit of chaos in that. And I love I'm just reading uh, one of the Wayne Dyer books now, and, and it just says about our kids, it's just be, give them love. That's all we need to do is give them love get out of the way love and support them mm. but take a step back you know which wayne book you're reading i'm reading the knowing um by the the two sisters oh by his, by his daughters yeah yeah, it's a great book. yeah. it is oh, beautiful he's so beautiful but yeah it was yeah. really just the reminder and and you know the girls both speak about it in that book saying it was the greatest gift that their parents gave them was the space the space to be themselves so, you know, know in your behavior with your kids, like, is it coming from a place of trying to fix or 
um, control them or is it coming from something in you that was lacking in your you that you're trying to put on them now you know the greatest gift we can give is is love and space and uh, that's really it it's 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 very deep you know this this topic of pain because there's so many layers to it you know there really is I'm, I'm just thinking as you're talking then too I'm thinking how many times today something might have been potentially painful for me showed up so even when I was running late to do this podcast with you I got a bit panicky because I'm like oh my god Sam's going to be pissed off with me because I'm running a bit late and so I'm getting into a panic and trying to get up to get the microphone I'm running around like crazy and then even then, you know, that's another time where there's that pain point showing up when in actual fact, I message you and you're like, I'm fine. I'm just hanging here. You know, it's all good. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's just one, that's just one thing, but probably 50 times today already, there's probably been times where, you know, the avoidance of pain and not wanting to feel something and, you know, just it's full on. It is very multivated. It's probably something we can talk about for a long time. Yeah, but think about it too, is that any time you get in the head with that, you know, that feeling or that sensation, it's pulling you out of the present moment. So, you know, you're in your mind going, oh, I'm going to be late. Da, 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 da. But if you just sit back in yourself, it's like, it's okay, I take a breath, I just be here now. All I can do is be here in this moment. I can't be anywhere else. I can't fix me not having my microphone, you know, in reality. But we just get again into that spin, which is just a you know, it's a, just a conditioning thing, you know, but once you start turning your awareness to it, it's just like come back to the present moment and in that moment there's everything's okay. It's no problem in the present moment. And it's like take a breath. It's okay. So I think, you know, if you find yourself in that overwhelming state with pain points coming up, it's just like take a breath, feel into the body and ask yourself in the moment what is wrong in this moment right here, right now. And the answer you will get 99% of the time is there's nothing wrong in this moment. Mm, that's so beautiful sam the problems are just in the mind yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely you know and we're all guilty of it we're all guilty of trying to avoid pain but i guess the reason the main reason is bringing that up in this context and on this platform is how we would use alcohol to avoid pain but then also when we're four and a half years down the track of sobriety or however long, there's still times when we're trying to avoid pain. So that's part of our spiritual evolution is to really tune into that. And it, we're never going to get it. No one will ever get it completely 100%. I'm sure, you know. It's not I'm an sure. end point. It's not an end point game. It's not yep. you get there and all of a sudden, whoa, we're all enlightened. It's not that. It's it's always evolution and there's always more growth. And even, you know, I spent a week in Ubud and I was still getting my mind blown away. The the level of things that were dropping in and the lessons I was learning, the awarenesses I was having, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> this just keeps going and going and going. And mm. how beautiful. It takes the pressure of you to have to be anyone or anything. It's just everything is always okay. You are always exactly where you need to be. Mm. And if you can just be present with that and accept the present moment as it is and move from that place, not from the stories in the mind, you're always okay. There's nothing ever wrong with us. It's just, you know, when we get trapped in that mind stuff, you know, take a breath, anchor in the body, what sensations are here right now, and move from that place. Mm, so so good so good oh that's amazing sam and i think you know a lot of the the work that you're doing with people with the breath work that is you know some of those moments are quite difficult Mm. you know it's not all just like oh i'm just going to sit and do this beautiful breath work and i'm just going to feel you feel amazing at the end of it 
But sometimes yeah. there's a bit of a challenge to get through to get to that oh. good part, which is life. Totally. It is I told life. You, I you know? hated it. I was in India in, in the foothills of the Himalayas and complaining about, oh, I don't like breathing like this. Like I just listened to myself and was like, oh, my God, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we've got to go through that. It's like, okay, what part of me doesn't like this? And if you start to break it down, it's, you know, ask yourself the question, like what is going on in here? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's that pushing through and then you get the good stuff on yeah. the other and side. And always so asking, you know, what's what is the lesson? Like if anything's feeling really hard and sticky at any time, it's ask yourself, what's the lesson I'm being shown here? You know, what is it? Mm. And um coming back. But you know, the breath work and the meditation is is so key to this because it's about creating a little bit of space so you can get out of the the cycle of the chaos because you spin in that and when you're in the chaos and you're in the throes of the drinking and everything you can't see outside of it it's all you know it's all you're used to you're comfortable in that uncomfortable feeling but the breath work the meditation just gives you a little bit of space so you can go hang on a sec is this really how I want to show up in the world is this really of my highest good is this really in alignment is this really my purpose? Like it gives up just, a, you just need a little moment, a little bit of space out of the, the stories in the mind to go, hang on a sec. Who am I really? And what am I here to do? And how do I want to show up in life? You know, that's what it comes back to. And they're the, they're the good questions to ask yourself because they're sometimes the breaking point because you realize, hang on a sec, I don't want to show up hung up over every day. I don't want to show up grumpy and frustrated you know like it, it gives us a little bit of a, a, a pivot point to go hang on a sec maybe there is another way yeah the the other thing is is if you're you know on a friday night you're feeling stressed from work and so you want to avoid that pain of feeling stressed so then you go and get fucked up you've got a whole weekend of pain <laughs> of you. self-inflicted creating more pain you create Fuck. it all but again it's like the mind is is trapped because you think that the alcohol in particular is going to provide the relaxation and it might feel relaxing for that first you know drink afterwards but then you know like then the anxiety comes up then the can't sleep comes up and then the regret comes up it's just like look what happens after it you know but that's what I mean you need some space you need to be able to see and go hang on a second like Am I really, is this what my life's all about? Am I just going to keep repeating the same habits? And then you have a look at yourself and you have a laugh and you think, I'm not really that silly, sure. You know, I've got to create some change. And it's very small steps, like very small steps to break the habits, to see yourself, to be with yourself. You know, it's mm. not straight into a, te- well, you can go straight into a 10 day for pasture. It's, it's pretty intense, but, you know, just baby steps along the way, loving yourself, being with yourself and just seeing what shows up. No pressure, just uh, total acceptance. Absolutely. I had something just the other day where Ash was calling me out on something and it was actually a little bit painful for me. And I went to go into, go to war, (laughs) which was to defend myself and not listen to actually what he was saying, which was a bit uncomfortable for me. And I could feel it come up in my tummy and all the stuff. And so it was a bit painful. And I want, and I saw the tendency to go to get out of it, just like I want to jump off the electric bike or not do the breath stuff. So, is this a tendency, is this a pattern for me to kind of jump out when the going gets tough? And so, I, you know, back then too, it's like, no. Nah. All right. So I'm listening to what he's saying. I've, I noticed what was showing up for me. Oh, that's, it's, it's hitting my stuff. <laughs> it's mm, causing me yes. some pain and discomfort. But listen to what the guy's trying to fucking say, because he's not trying to hurt you. Mm. He's probably just trying to shine a light on something that you need to hear. And I did, Sam, I did need to hear it. And yeah. It was great for our relationship too, for for him to let to let him be heard, 
Yeah. And, you know, he's he's not a mean guy. He's not trying to be awful. Um, either way, let it let it be heard. Just, you know, listen, listen to what's being said. And okay, even if you don't agree with it, but had to just listen. And anyway, it was good. It was a good little learning. And we actually both got a lot out of it because, you know, you just do. You you have the conversation yeah. then and you, you grow a little bit more. Yeah, so that's all this stuff. That's how you evolve. Like and that's yes. what our partner actually is. And that's what your partner in life is. It's not like Oh, I found this person and we're married and we're going to have this big house and stay together for the rest of our lives. It's like these people come into our life, our partners, our relationships are here as our teachers. So to be in relation with someone is to be with all. So, you know, same thing. If you reject, like I had a similar situation and I could feel I had done something wrong and I had to own that, but I was closing my heart down and I was pushing him away because I was like, oh, well, I'm right. Same thing. I wanted to run away. And then it was like, no, soften and open your heart and accept that you've stuffed up as well accept it but in that relating of him speaking me accepting without me going "Eh, I'm not listening to that you know there was this growth in our relationship and that's what the relationship is about they're going to bring up our stuff we're going to bring up theirs and it's like how much can we work together as a team on this you know it Mm. that's that we're here to help each other grow it's just not about controlling each other and about I need you to do this for me otherwise you don't love me you know all these kind of Mm -hmm. expectations we put on love it's really about our deeper spiritual growth that's why we have these partners in our life so accepting them on that level and being with the discomfort of that and the pain that that is sometimes because again that's where the growth is for you and for them yeah Absolutely. And it also allows them to grow, just like you said, you know, because if then Ash goes away and he feels heard and accepted and loved Mm. and he feels supported in what he needed to say, then he goes off and goes for a surf and then he feels filled up and then he comes back a happier person and he grows a little bit more too. Mm. So it's, it all just works out when we're actually open and let the stuff come up. And if I had avoided the pain and gone into defense mode, I would have created so much more pain because we would have had a big fight probably and then I've upset him and, you know, and then it ripples out onto the kids. It could ripple out into the community. I might have a shit coaching call after that. You know, it can affect so many Mm. other, where if it's just like, yes. You've missed that opportunity for growth as well, you know, like and then what will happen is that same situation will come up again in a slightly different tone, but it's the same problem. It'll come back up. And if you choose to push it away and block it again, then you're going to push it back down and then it's going to come up and it just, it's, it's keep coming. It's coming up because there's something there to be seen, you know, and, and our tendency is like, oh, this is hard, but be honest with yourself. Yeah, it's hard, but can you be with the hardness to get the reward, the, 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 the growth on the other side of it? You know, mm. we've got to st- we've got to move out of this place of thinking that pain is bad, and you know, and being okay with it. And just you know, as I said, this is the thing I keep coming back to: is is my heart closed or open in this moment? And can I just open my heart? And even though it feels like, oh, this is scary, this feels really uncomfortable. When you move through it, it's like, whoa, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought that it was going to be. And there's actually this silver lining on the other side. This beautiful uh, experience, this beautiful awareness. But it's like, oh, it's just like it's so uncomfortable to move through sometimes and it takes courage, you know, courage to be in ourself and to own, you know, what's internally going on for us. Can we be with it instead of trying to run away from ourselves? Mm, absolutely. And it, when you think about it too, alcohol, drugs, going to fight, you know, going to war, you know, when you have to go into defence mode to try and protect yourself, that's all really the easy way out short term, mm, yeah, <laughs> temporarily, you know. And 
it's just like I'm going to hit the fuck it button in another way. I'm going to hit the fuck it button. Not yeah. And then just take the easy route out of this. You know, if I'm feeling uncomfortable at this party or if I don't want people to judge me or I'm feeling uncomfortable in my own skin, I'll just go get, have a drink. And there's, mm. then I don't have to sit with it. And I don't have to sit with what really is the source of the pain, which fuck, I don't know what it is for each individual person. It's different for all of us, but where that comes from and then work on that. So imagine if we all could notice when the pain's showing up, if we go to avoid it and rather than avoid it, even just try it once this week, people listening, try it once. If you notice the tendency to avoid pain that's showing up, what happens if you don't avoid it and you're able to sit with it and ask, where is the pain coming from? Where does where did that start? And what's it like just to acknowledge it and just be, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I'm mm. going to try and not avoid that. And see yeah. if you feel like you grow a little bit spiritually just from that one exercise, because I'm sure you will. And I'd love to hear from people if you do give it a go. Same. I love it. I think it's just um, give yourself that, you know, awareness after listening to this, just notice what's coming up in you and just be with the sensations. And can you be with, oh, you know, I feel tension. I feel the anxiety in my chest and just seeing if you can actually just be with that with total acceptance and no, you know, just remind yourself, I'm okay. I'm loved. Just be with all the feelings and let's be with this open curiosity instead of this, you know, pushing and shoving and, and harshness with yourself. It's this open curiosity. It's like the mind of a small child, you know, just this sense of wonder of like, oh, wow, that's what pain feels like in my body. That's interesting. It's hitting me here. You don't have to do anything about it, but just can you be with it? Can you notice? Can you observe and just be with that without needing to change anything? Mm. And what you notice is that it actually completes the cycle and it moves through you. So that pain mm. or that feeling doesn't last forever. It just is coming up and then it'll fall down and it'll come up and it'll fall down. So instead of you interfering with the process, can you be with what's there and can you watch it rise and can you watch it fall? Mm, yeah love that love that Sam bloody hell you're good (laughs) (laughs) you're fantastic I love that I love that and there's so many ways in which you know if it's not just stuff that comes up you could give yourself a little challenge as well like staying on the bike doing the breath work getting the cold bath you know there's other ways as well you can present yourself with a challenge so maybe two one that just shows up unconsciously just something that just shows up that's a deep-seated pattern and an avoidance of fear there and maybe even give yourself a little challenge this week to push through a bit of a pain barrier and I'm not obviously not suggesting doing things that are going to cause you any physical injury or (laughs) or anything like that so but you know just some little things and and see how you feel at the end of it and yeah and I think also too, just leave. Let's leave it with an idea of um, taking out your journal and just writing where, what in my life am I avoiding, mm. and just take mm. a few moments with that. Like it's amazing when you put pen to paper, what consciously flows through. Just sit with that for maybe five, ten, fifteen minutes. Don't rush through the process. Just be in the process and just see what comes up. And you, you know, that's the step. You know, this self awareness, seeing what's in there, and then from there you can move forward. You know, you'll be guided. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, Sam. Thank you for sharing that. I'll let you go back to Seminyak because you'll have to come time. home back to the real world with like the rest of us. <laughs> Maybe. I've just been searching for land over here and I've just found the most amazing spot in uh, Balian, which is a couple of hours uh, north of Seminyak. And it's uh, Balian actually means healing. So when I got there, the land was just vibrating with this buzz and it's like, wow, could mm. just make some serious magic there. I've just got to convince my kids to move. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Bali yarn. It's beautiful. Well, yes, please do that because I'm sure you'll do something amazing there and I can, you know, plant my ass there as well. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> just inviting myself. Just um, before we go, just the start of the conversation, you talked about that you did a week in, in Ubud on your own, which was really beautiful. And then you've had some girlfriends come over and they go, they've been going pretty hard. And I love that. And I said, did that bring up any stuff for you? And you're like, no, actually, I just, you know, I know when it's time for me to go off to bed. And isn't that great that you can, you do get to that place eventually where it's like, I get to be my own person now that I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And I've got no judgment on what they're doing. That's completely fine. But I can just go off to bed and and, and be myself. And I think it's so great. Yes, yeah. So good. I think it's something about getting older because I just turned 45 here last week and I was like, it's it's just owning yourself, you know, it's being confident in your decisions and what is right for you. And I've had no hesitation and they have not either. Like, it's like, we all know if one of us wants to tap out and go to bed or someone wasn't, doesn't want to go there for breakfast, it's just like allowing each other to be as you are and do as you need with no judgment, no expectation. And there's, that's, that you know, we've talked about this in our friendship. It's such a beautiful thing because, everyone just wants to be free and wants to be able to do their their own thing and you know it's not a nice feeling when you feel like you're doing things for other people and then there gets a bit of resentment and all of that builds in as well we're just like totally in the flow with each other and you know honoring their space honoring my space and uh yeah it's it's been a beautiful time to be together but you know to be sovereign at the same time Mm, absolutely it's so great it's so great and this is part of I'm sure it's not just the aging thing I'm sure it's just the you know this journey getting to know yourself and and doing what's right for you and hopefully you know hopefully people listening are getting a little bit of a taste of that and starting to take steps in that direction as well for themselves yeah beautiful yeah yeah Yeah. it's a lifelong journey and it's it is the most beautiful journey you'll ever take yeah, absolutely. So one thing I know I'm looking forward to is building my resilience and, and really pushing my pain points because this is going to be a, a real mission for me. I, I think I'm going to really spend more time noticing when it comes up and challenging myself a little bit more each day, noticing if I'm avoiding pain and seeing if I can kind of ride my way through it. And so one of the, not that your breath courses are inducing a pain. <laughs> They're honestly not. I know I've said that I hate, you know, this, the big breath thing. Is it always going to be the same or do you change, you're going to change no, it? No, no. So last, um, the last seven days we did uh, seven days of somatic breath work, yep. which is a completely different technique. We built up on that starting, um, you know, a couple of minutes up into, I think it was about 30 or 40 minutes on the last session. Um, so the yeah, each, the next one is starting on the 12th of September. So that'll be a seven day, um, seven mornings of practice. It's 30 minutes each morning. Um, and it's just a really good way, you know, if you've fallen out of the habit of practice or you're wanting to start your practice, it's just a beautiful way to be in a very supportive community. You know, there's lots of beginners, there's lots of people that have done it multiple times. And it's really about kickstarting, you know, your daily habits, your daily ritual, your daily practice. Because, mm. you know, let's face it, if you don't have daily practices and rituals in place, Place, you know you will have something in place whether it's conscious or non not conscious so you know mm-hmm. is your daily habit loving glass of wine in the afternoon or you know are you consciously choosing how you want to start your day so that's why I love these you know 6 15 in the morning it's just 30 minutes gives you a great kick start for the day you feel amazing um yeah so seven really, days yeah. yeah you really do and it's not a huge time commitment seven days is doable and if you don't, you don't have to beat everyone. You can always watch the replay. Oh, I do find it's better to try and actually get in there and, and be there at 6.15 New South Wales time. I'd like to point out as well for everyone listening. But if you can't make that time, 
there's the the recording which people you sent out you sent out that day as well and what's great is you have the journaling prompts and you do a bit of a talk at the start and it's just so great it's just such a great way to start the day and and just to try something different you know do something different for yourself why not try seven days it's nothing seven days what the hell it, it is nothing and it, it can be you know it, it can be completely life-changing you, you, the breath is so mm-hmm. underestimated you know it's our life force it's once we tap into it our whole life can change so um yeah I highly recommend it I love it I recommend it as well and obviously there's lots of the people in my grads group and and even not the grads group people that I've coached and they've gone on and they've done your courses have loved it. And I love, I just get such a kick out of it when I see them in your groups. It's so great. It's such a great gift. Cool. I like the seven days too, because it's like, Oh, I want more. I want more. And I can't wait for the next one to start. So if anyone's interested in that, go to the soulful lifestyle to contact Sam. And I think you can, you can sign up through there. Yeah. You can sign up via the link in the bio on the Instagram page. And you can also sign up um, via the website as well. That's so cool. So that's the 12th of September. That's going to go for seven days, 6.15 New South Wales time. I've also got my next six week challenge starting on the 4th of September, which is almost full up which is great. So if anyone's also interested in doing that, doesn't matter where you are in your sobriety journey, you can do it if you're 10 years sober. If you're going to be on day one, that's fine as well. Yeah. And of course, we'll have a lovely little three-day breath breath course in there with Sam Brown as well, hopefully. Just sprung that on you then, Sam. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, so fantastic. So lots of stuff going on, really exciting, great ways to push your boundaries, you know, give yourself a little bit of a challenge. And um, I, for one, will definitely be there 12th of September with you, Sam, because it's awesome. Lovely. Thanks. Yay. All right. Speak to you later, mate. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.